Hey guys, Counselor Glenn with Bridging the Gap, where we talk about bridging the generational gap as well as the wealth gap. We literally take you step by step and tell you how to bridge that gap from where you are to where you want to be uh, from the aspect of a boomer, somebody that's been there, done that, and the exer. Hope you guys enjoyed the content. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel and make sure you hit the bell notification. We want to let you know as soon as we drop something, we want you guys to get it. We want you to be first. So make sure you do those two things for us and we can't wait to drop some more content. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time it is, wherever you're watching, welcome to Bridging the Gap podcast, episode 20. I'm just going to say howdy, folks. <laughs> hey, Council Glenn and William V. Thompson. I want to remind you guys to make sure you hit the like button and keep the comments coming. We'll get some good questions, some good comments. Really appreciate it. And uh, it gives us some other things to talk about besides some things we had pre-planned. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to our videographer, the guy that uh, makes us look good and sound good. He just closed his first wholesale deal. Yeah. I won't tell you how much he made, but it had a comma in it. I'll tell you that much. Like the sound of that count. It didn't cost him any dime, maybe a little bit in gas, and he did it in less than 30 days. He, he took action off a book, and the next week he had a he had it under contract. This guy's pretty young, too, isn't he? Yeah. 22? 22. Maybe. Just out of college. I like the sound of it. Yeah, 23 years old. Uh, so he's doing his thing, man. I'm proud of him. Congratulations to him. <laughs> but uh, he's doing big things, man. And on top of that, we're going to talk about today about creating money in the stock market. And that same young fellow who, who actually is tied into what we're doing here is going to do something we're going to talk about today to make <clears> some more money. Wow, that's interesting. So from hanging out, shooting videos with us, he picked up enough knowledge to do a wholesale deal. Now he's doing some stocks. Yeah, and the great thing about it, I got a chance to talk to him. He says, guys, I hear you all four or five times. Like, what? He says, when I'm shooting, when I'm editing, when I'm really listening. So, you know, the power of that is the standpoint. You, you got to hear it multiple times until it comes alive. And when it comes alive, you can do it, make some money, and then you'll be more intense to do it again. Agreed, agreed. So today we're talking about creating money with stocks. Is That's that correct? Man. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, how do I create money with stocks? Help me understand this. Because I... I'm thinking the stock market just take my money and hold it so I get old. And then when I you know get old, I can hopefully so watch up out on it. On there, so watch out if inflation has a cut up, I get moment two. No, no. We 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 call it a uh, in F3, we call it respect. respect. <laughs> all right, all right. But so how do I create money using stock market? Talk well, to me about that. Well, here you go. It, it goes back to changing your mindset. Okay. And like I tell people this, you have to understand, first of all, this principle that the system that impoverished you would never empower you. Okay. And we've been impoverished by a system that really has gripped our mind about stocks. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, there are two terms that you don't hear a lot of together. Number one is what's called investing. Mm -hmm. Investing is what you alluded to, whereby I'm going to take the bulk of my money and I'm going to put into something that has a long-term perspective, five to maybe 20 years. And I'm looking to build wealth there, generational wealth. Uh, and my goal is to make about 10 to 12% a year. If I can do 10 to 12% a year over 20 years, et cetera, if I do about what, about two grand a month or grand a, a grand a month, you know, about 20 years, that's a million dollars plus. Gotcha. Okay? However, what most people miss is something called trading. Okay. And trading is whereby you're going to cash flow the stock market. Okay. We aren't talking about day trading, please, no day trading, but we're talking about finding good, solid companies. And that through the strategies we're going to share on today, that your goal is to create cash flow 
about five to ten percent per month per month. Okay. Because you are cash flowing the market. And we're going to share three or four of those items on today. But again, investing long term, 10 to 12 percent a year, want to build wealth. However, trading is I'm looking to create monthly cash flow like I would rental property. Mm-hmm. And my goal is going to be five to 15 percent a month with minimal risk. Sure, the more I learn, I may start off at 5%. But the more I learn, I move from 5 to maybe 7 to 10 to 15 per month with minimal risk. We're going to share those concepts today. I got a quick question off the off the grid a little bit. What's the difference between the trading you're referring to and day trading? Day trading is where a person is looking for a stock that had that swing, meaning that I find out this stock today is at its low. And I'm going to be in it today. Maybe I may get it at $100 a share. But my goal is by the end of the day, no matter where it is, I'm going to be out of that stock. In other words, I'm going to in it one day. Gotcha. No matter good, bad, or ugly, I'm in and out. So therefore, I'm in front of the computer all day long, just sort of watching. Because I got to be active in Vox. That $100 stock could go from $100 to $117 and then back down to $97. I'm trying to find it on its peak for that day to get out and do it again. I, I don't like that. To me, that's too risky. And I think that's more of, um, it's not as wise versus an investing in trading. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Let's jump into it. Okay. The first one's one of my favorite ones, and it ties back to your favorite thing is real estate investing. Okay. There's a concept. I'm going to give you the, the technical name. The, te- the two technical names are writing, like you're doing, like, like writing a covered call. Okay. Okay. And, and its big brother is called a leap. Okay. Writing a covered call. That's the sister. I use that terminology. And uh, the big brother is called leaps. Okay. Now, we call it rental stock. And in essence, what you're doing, first of all, the difference in writing a covered call and the leap is this, it's a time period. Writing a covered call is basically anywhere from 30 days to maybe nine months. Okay. If you simply go beyond nine months, it becomes a leap. Now, here's the general concept is that you buy a good stock that you like, a stock that you like, that you don't mind owning, but at the same token, instead of buying and holding you're buying, it's like buying a rental property. Mm-hmm. You buy Sometimes you buy a rental property to flip it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you buy it to hold. And sometimes you buy it to rent out. This particular concept or strategy is that you're buying the good stock at a good price and you are renting it out or you're selling someone the right to buy this good stock from you at a price in the future. And the option change tells you what it is. For example, Today, I could buy Apple, let's say, for $130 a share. Okay. Not a recommendation, but just a, for education only. I can turn right around and sell someone the right to buy Apple from me at, let's say, $135, let's say in 30 days. And somebody may pay me $3 a share. So I bought it for $130. Mm-hmm. I sold them the right to buy it from me in 30 days or so, and they paid me 3 bucks. And that $3 is going to be in my account the very next day. Gotcha. Or I can go a little further out and sell it for 12 months. Same $130 stock. I could sell it for three months and somebody would pay me about $13 a share, or they would pay me 10% upfront for renting Apple out. So that's what we're talking about concerning rental stock. Got it. Got it. Okay. So- 
Is the difference between the 130 and 135 what you keep or what they pay you? Good job. And the answer, really both. The 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 what you get as far as what's called the premium, mm-hmm. you get that in your account the next day. Okay. And in the example that we use, if I bought it for 130 and I simply sold the 135, if it moves up to the 135 and beyond, I'm picking up another five bucks. Gotcha. So in the first example on the writing covered call. I got my $3 immediately. Let's say if Apple went to $136. Well, somebody's going to make me sell it to them for $135. So I picked up the $5 of the increase and the $3 premium. So I made $8 on Apple in less than 30 days. Wow. So, so what happens if, it's, if it goes to $133? Well, good job. Then for those who understand, I would turn right around and rent it out again. And because it's now $133, I'd probably then sell, not the word sell, money. I'd sell someone the right to now buy it at 140. So I'd love to be able to tear it up. It moves to 133. I sell the 140, make some more money. Well, again, it moves up to 137. Okay, I can rent it again. So in a perfect world, you'd love to be able to have a good stock that's gradually moving up and you're gradually renting it out. I've done that on a couple of stocks. I love that because you know the stock, you know what you're going to make, and you're making money on both sides. So, again, um, what was my question? So, if it doesn't hit 135, they don't have to buy it. They will not buy it. But you still get your $3. I got my $3 on the front end. Regardless if they buy it or go. not. There you go. Gotcha. And if it goes to the 135, they buy it, you get the additional five. There you go. If they don't buy it, you still got the stock at what you bought it at. You and it. you just turn around and do the same thing again. Okay, you go. Gotcha. Is your objective when you do it to, for them to actually buy the stock or to keep stacking? In a perfect world, I like the stacking thing. I'd okay. love for it to move up. I rent it at a higher price next time. That's a perfect world because it, it's just like a person. Uh, if I get to know a stock, I'd love to stay with it. I used the word her because I know her characteristics. So in a perfect world, I'd love to be able to it go up some. I'm not forced to sell it. And I re-rent it and I re-rent it. I, I, the best thing I've ever done for one I had one call, forget the name of shop something. For two years, I rented that stock out every year. I mean, every month, for two years. <laughs> for two years. And then finally, one day, it did take off. I got it's a good company. So that's the goal in the perfect world. Gotcha. Okay. So rental stocks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a better understanding from that. Okay. Super. All right. So what's another way we can create money using stocks? Okay. The other one I'm going to talk about is something called selling a put. Okay. Now, selling a put takes a little bit more. It's easier to do but it's a little more exposure. We'll go back to Apple. Okay. Let's say, and again, there, there are thousands of stocks out there we could talk about, but Apple's just one that I know I, I'm in quite a bit now. Uh, let's say Apple's selling for 130. Okay. Okay. And let's say I really like Apple. I then could turn around and I could sell someone the right. I'm selling. Anytime you're selling, what do you make? You make money. Right. I could sell someone the right to make me buy Apple at, let's say, 125. Okay. Now it's in the market for 130. Everybody's buying millions a day at 130. I could sell someone the right to make me buy Apple at 125. What is it selling for? 130. 130. I'm going to sell you the right to make me buy it at 125. And by doing that, somebody may pay me, again, based on the option chain, $3 a share for 30 days. They say, William, I'm willing to give you $3 a share. For the right to make you buy Apple at 125, even though it's trading at 130 now. Why would somebody do that? <laughs> That's a great question. 
it's the word insurance. It's, uh, it's insur- in other words, that $3 is like insurance to that person that maybe owns a million shares. Yeah. That in the unlikely event that Tim Cook, something happens to him or a product gets a major recall, et cetera. Then if that stock went down to $100, they've paid $3 to insure themselves that they in turn are going to be able to get at least, in my example, $125 out of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So which one between those two do you think is less risky? The less risky one is writing the covered calls. Okay. Okay. I think, I think that's probably the less, because see with the, with the put what could happen. Uh, and that's why I only deal with good stocks. In my example, I sold someone the right to buy Apple mm-hmm. at the 125. Mm-hmm. Some company could go from the 130 price, let's say down to $50 overnight. So you see how much I've lost. Yeah. Again, and that's why you only want to do it on great stocks like Apple. Because if Apple went down to $100, even though it's at 130 now, I would not be moved by that. I'd go ahead and let it be put to me at the 125. I may even buy some more Apple at $100. Right. But it's one of those things you must only do it in stocks that are great companies and something that you'd want to own at the price that you're selling. Gotcha. Okay. Have you ever done a cover call and a put on the same stock. No doubt about it. Okay. In my mind, yeah. Matter of fact, I got some on Apple right now. Okay. And it's it's a win win for you. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love doing that. And the next thing we're going to share is really I won't say a combination. Well, I guess it is somewhat of a combination. Okay. It has the least amount of risk, and I'd be the last one we share on today. Okay. I love it. Okay. Which one is this one? It, it's one that I really like. It's called credit spreads. Okay. It's, it's almost a combination of the two. Okay. And I'm going to give you uh, an example of what um, one of our guys are doing right now. Uh, and I'll be very transparent. The company is uh, Micron Technology. Again, not a recommendation, but you can go check this out. Micron Technology is selling at about $80 a share. Okay. Okay. Maybe 81, give or take. Okay. And uh, we, we've analyzed it and it appears that the high that it goes up to is about 85. Okay. It appears that the low it goes down to is about 75. Okay, that's, that's the range it travels in. Now, with the credit spread, this is what you're going to do. You're going to sell someone, like that put, you're going to sell someone a put. You're going to sell someone the right to make you buy the stock. Remember, 75 is the low end, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go down one more, another what's called a standard deviation, and sell someone the right to make me buy that stock at $72.50. Okay. Remember, the high we're saying is 85. Right. And the low is 75. That's what our math shows us and the chart shows us. Called standard deviations. That's a whole nother conversation. So I'm going to sell someone the right to make me buy it at $72.50. Okay. You with me on that? I'm with you. Okay. And it shouldn't get, based on math and the analysis, it, it shouldn't get there. Right. Then to protect myself against unlimited loss, I'm then going to come in and buy, buy the insurance, buy a put. I'm going to buy a put at 70. So I sold someone the right to make me buy the stock at 72.50. Okay. Then the protect my down said, I'm buying a put at $70. Okay. And the difference is what's called my spread. And the spread is $2.50. Okay. 72.50 minus the 70 is 250. Mm-hmm. So right now on this $80 stock, all I have at risk is $2.50. Well, this morning, a trade's going to be made 
And they're going to do what I just said for 30 days. And they're going to make about 9%, maybe 7 to 9% on their money for 30 days. Gotcha. Now think about that. I mean, I mean, I know people are going, oh my God, what did he just say? But think, 7% for 30 days. Now, but, he, but here's the power. If the stock goes up, he still makes money. Mm-hmm. If the stock stays the same, you still make money. If the stock goes down to $75, you still make money. If it goes down to $74, you still make money. If it goes down to $73, you still make money. If it goes down to $72.50, you break even. And it's only below $72.50, my example, do you begin to lose a little bit of money. But the whole point is, people say that the only way you can make money in the stock market is the stock goes up. Credit spreads say to the contrary. Gotcha. And you can cash flow and imagine 7%. If you, if you average that for the whole year, cumulative, that's about a hundred percent return on your money. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is powerful. So out of those three, the cover calls, selling the puts and the credit spreads, which one do you use most? Credit spreads. Okay. Credit I spreads. Didn't realize that. Yeah. Like I said before. I'm always looking in the market as to what presents the best opportunity, Mm -hmm. but the one that gives me the best return on my money with minimal risk. Again, everything in the market has a risk, but with minimal risk are credit spreads. Yes, seven to ten percent ain't bad either. Per month, my friend. Yeah. Most investors, if you told them I can get you seven to ten percent a year on your money, they'd be happy. Right. Now, I know my retirement kind of money, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I really want 10 to 12 on retirement. But if I'm dealing with 5,000 or 10,000 or whatever, I want this. And the great thing about it is you really can do this for about $1,000. If a person has about $1,000, they could have done what I just said with $1,000 on a good solid company for 30 days, and they would have made 70 bucks. And I think the commission might have been like, $3 or so. Gotcha. So, so again, it doesn't take a lot of money. If you're going to sell a put, selling puts, that takes a little bit more money. If you're going to write covered calls on good companies, it takes a little bit more money. This takes, give me a thousand dollars at a minimum, and you can begin to do credit spreads in good, solid companies. And if you think about that, I know $70 may not seem sexy, but you're right. if you put that thousand in a savings account, how much are you going to get a month? Well, let's do a year. You may get uh, you may get three dollars in a year's time on that same thousand. And really, three is high, but anyway, but, but I can get seventy to a hundred dollars a month with that same thousand. And that's a that's a some people's uh, light bill, cell phone bill. That's something you got covered. Then next thing is let's get another thousand in there. That's it. That's it. Oh, you took that seventy and just invested in you. Yeah. If you just invest in how to do real estate better, yep. how to do stock market better, then I think that 7% within time will become 8.5%. Right. Because the more you know, the better you're going to do this. And I tell people this, you're going to lose at some point. And then whenever we teach this to individuals, we show them how to roll out of a trade when it goes against you to minimize your loss because you are going to lose at some point in your life. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. There's a lot more counsel, but again, those are the three I wanted to share in less than 20, because if our listeners can get that and hear it over and over again, 
In other words, it's stretching their mind to see other ways of making money in the stock market. And we're going to come back and do the same thing in real estate within time. Mm-hmm. We do the same thing within business ownership because there's just so many ways to make money in a simple concept of stocks, real estate, or businesses. And that's why the whole first 10, 15 weeks are so important, laying the foundation of establishing your cash flow. Because if I'm, you know, month to month, you know, everything is getting taken away. I don't, I can't save a thousand, even start doing this. But if I'm cash flowing three, five, seven hundred dollars a month in two months time, you know, I got enough to get that first thousand to start doing something like this. Again, you know, the only thing, hold on, what's that quote? The only thing, everything started small, but God, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. You got to start somewhere. So don't worry about trying to get a hundred thousand up and then starting it. Start where you at and keep building it. Yes, sir. Well, that wraps up episode 20. Again, don't uh, remember to like, share, and give us any comments or questions that you have on this episode and future and past ones as well. On behalf of Whitby Thompson, I'm Councilor Glenn. We'll see you on the next one.